that time, Christmas time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. Today on the show, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me Welcome to the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast, the show in which I, your co-host, the grizzled young vet, Rick Barrasso. And I, your co-host, the big vacation, Boski. We're going to watch every single movie ever made, and we're going to help figure out which is the greatest of them all. How are you doing today, Derek? I'm doing excellent. And you know why, Rick? Why is that, Derek? Because my wonderful wife is here with us as a guest. Fantastic. Hello, Gia. How are you? I'm doing all right, you guys. How are you doing? Doing, doing great. It. So, Gia, is this your, your is your third time on the show? I think so. Rocky I, I Horror Warriors yep. and now... Uh, That's right. Yep. Yep. This is the number three. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Cranking up those numbers. Yep. I'm excited. You're a three ti- three-timer. That's right. And uh, it's a good episode to come back on because we are getting ready for a good old-fashioned Griswold family Christmas today. But let's take care of some business first. Last week, we had Katie Swinbeck on to talk about The Nightmare Before Christmas, and it was really a strong episode, I feel like. Really check that one out. Yeah. Uh, Or any of our library, for that matter. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Whatever app you use, any podcast app, you can find us. Uh, Subscribe, review if you can. It's extremely helpful for the show. And if you enjoyed it, or if you have Anything else you want us to cover, let us know on social media. We are the greatest movie of all time podcast on Facebook. We're at Great Movie Cast on Twitter. We're at Rick and Rec on Instagram. And you can always shoot us an email at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And as our old friend Bruce Wayne would say, tell your family who is coming to Christmas to invade your privacy about us. Yep tell them it's important mm-hmm. but uh you know i was how, how are we gonna fit an episode on christmas vacation in here well bend over and we'll show you uh <laughs> <laughs> got all the jokes today all the jokes <laughs> national lampoon's christmas vacation is a 1989 holiday comedy directed by jeremiah I'm going to say Chechik stars Chevy Chase as Clark Griswold, Beverly D'Angelo as Ellen Griswold, Johnny Galecki as Rusty Griswold, Juliette Lewis as Audrey Griswold, and Randy Quaid as Cousin Eddie. Uh, It made $73.3 million on a $25 million budget. It's a hit. It's a a hit. It has a 7.6 on IMDb, a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, and only a forty nine percent on Metacritic. Forty nine. That's 49. like below. That's like that's, that's like an F minus. What? It's not a Christmas story too. Right. It's I mean, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's true. That is true. I think this is uh, this is definitely one of the ones that uh, 
similar to, I think, our, our last few episodes. Maybe this is like just a Christmas thing because I feel like every Christmas movie that we've ever done has been like, people didn't like it at the time, but as it, as it turned out, like it became a classic when it ran on TV and like people mm-hmm. discovered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because we did, I mean, Home Alone kind kind of is the one that isn't quite that, but is sort of. It's a Wonderful Life, definitely. Uh, mm. Die Hard, definitely. Nightmare Before Christmas, definitely. And this. So, yeah. Interesting uh, interesting pattern there. Maybe that says something about how we uh, handle Christmas movies in society. Right. But let's talk about critics. So, uh, William Thomas of Empire Magazine says, uh, if it doesn't make you at least giggle, you clearly don't understand the true meaning of the festive season. <laughs> Steve Simmels of Entertainment Weekly, Simmels, Simmels, I'm not sure. Uh, he says, uh, Chase's befuddled dad remains a genuinely amusing creation, and the sight gags are impeccably timed. Ebert okay. did not like it. <laughs> Fuck you, Ebert. I mean, he's dead. He's not going to eat. I mean, you can you can argue with him all you want. He's not going to. He's, back. He, he's always being dead when I have something to say to him. It's yeah. I'll, it's I'll fucking I'll fucking go to the depths of hell to flip him off for that because he's a fucking idiot. He Hot take: nothing. Ebert's in hell. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 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 I mean, I always assumed he was, but <laughs> I mean, him and Siskel were just down there, thumbs down <laughs> on this torture, roasting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, he said, sequence after sequence seems to contain all the necessary material to be well on the way towards a payoff, and then somehow it doesn't work. So that's Ebert. Gia, you were the yeah. one who wanted to do this movie. Mm-hmm. Why Christmas? Of all the Christmas movies, of all the movies, why Christmas Vacation? I think, as far as Christmas movies go, that this is by far the best Christmas movie, because I think... Like everybody else, we all build up Christmas to be this like amazing holiday. We, we we put so much into it. And in reality, it really just always lets us down, which this whole movie is basically all about. You know? I, I what mean, the hell's happening in your household that Christmas is like, always lets Christmas you down? Christmas is always a letdown every <laughs> single year here. But like, think about it. Like you put all of this effort in and you're like, are they going to even like the gift I got them? Uh, you know, the, the, the decorations didn't necessarily come out the way I wanted to, you know. and Everybody's you know, bankrupt. Basically, yeah, you know, and that and that's the whole point of this movie, you know, he's waiting this whole this whole movie to get this bonus so he can do this great grand gesture for his family. He's such a family man. And literally, like the man literally just punched him in the nuts and was like, nope, fuck you. You're enrolled in the jelly of the month club. I mean, granted, that's a fabulous gift, too. I would love that because in this day and age, I'll just take anything. But like when you're expecting a <laughs> bonus, like how dare you? But, like, this was just also just, like, the the Christmas family movie of my house. Uh, I think it's because they are so abrupt and uh, it's it's one of the more racy, I guess, kind of Christmas movies, I guess. Um, And that's just my family style, I guess. I I guess so. Do you guess so? (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. So let's uh, let's talk about what happens in this movie before we go into you know we we sort of break it down here. So Derek, have you chosen a song this week? I did, and you know what I chose? I chose the song that did not play in this one, and that is the Lindsey Buckingham Holiday Road, because okay. he was offered 
to do the song for this movie. And he was like, I don't want to be that guy who just does theme songs for vacation movies. So he said, no, but we're going to go with uh, that song right now. So here we go. Three, two, one, go. Clark Griswold is determined to have a great family Christmas, despite the difficulties his family, job, neighbors, and his own thick-headedness present to him. He struggles to create a perfect holiday and capture the feeling he had when he was younger and is waiting for his Christmas bonus to pay for a pool he had to put a down payment on. Eddie, a distant relative with questionable everything, uh, arrives with his family and causes even more chaos. The bonus arrives and turns out to be a Jelly of the Month Club membership, but Eddie kidnaps Clark's boss. Clark guilts him into giving an actual bonus before the police arrest them, uh, before the police can arrest them for kidnapping. Time. I guess we'll never know what happens in this movie. I guess so. How does it end? Exactly You'll how have we talk about to it. to find out. <laughs> yep. Uh, very patriotic, the ending of this movie. <laughs> so, so that's basically what happens uh, in the movie here. Uh, let's go to our three favorite scenes. So, Gia, what is your number three favorite scene? My number three favorite scene uh, would have to be Clark putting up the Christmas lights, Uh, the whole him, uh, the giant knot that needs to be taken out, as well as the putting up the lights, the the ladder debacle, uh, all the way through the giant icicle going through Margot and Todd's window, and they're finding it. It's just, it's a piece of pure, uh, great American cinema, in my opinion, you know, (laughs) great gags. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, physical comedies is definitely one of the things that I, I really do enjoy uh, in this movie, and that's mm-hmm. definitely a, a big part of it. So, Derek, what is your number three scene? Man, this was tough. There's just a lot of scenes you can go to. Um, yeah. I ended up landing on the scene where um, his boss Frank Shirley wants him to do a little like paper on the new toy that he has or the new thing that he has, and he forgets his name a bunch of times. He walks away, and then <laughs> Clark is just calling everybody, "Had Mary, you know, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas." You, you know, fuck you, whatever he says. Kiss my ass, you know, kiss your ass, kiss my ass, kiss kiss your ass. ass. Happy, Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. <laughs> um, it's just it's just so goofy and so and so silly because like you know everybody knows when you're at work like you have to be sort of formal and like you know, small talk and things. And he just finds the need to just say something to every single person walking by. And it's just so stupid and goofy. Um, and it's just so memorable too. Uh, so I, um, I like that scene. That's my three. Yeah, this, this is definitely one where, where like, it's a lot of like the best part is like a lot of little scenes, like a little turn of phrase or something. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's not the best for our format, but we'll do what we can. Um, right. My number three scene is uh, it's a bit of a cheat, but it, again, when I have ties, they're all, uh, themed together uh, and that is all the scenes with the yuppies all the scenes with the neighbors <laughs> like just just put them together like I'll accept that yeah because it's it, like they're not like long scenes at all but it's always hilarious just Clark accidentally fucking ruining their lives but also he hates them so he doesn't care if, if you I'm sorry guys you had you I was just going to say, like, in reality, if we were to be looking, as we do, as the viewers into that, aren't we all majority, like, the the Todd and Margot, at least me and Derek, I feel like, are are the Todd and Margot of that scenario, and that's why I just find it so fitting, like, as much as I love Clark, like, if that were my neighbor, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty much. They here, Here's what, what I'll say is, they don't ever actually go and be like hey you broke my window like can we take care of this they just like plot against him like fuck that guy 
But they really didn't, though. They didn't plot anything against him. But does Clark even, like, are we saying that Clark, he's pretending that he didn't know that he broke their window? Or does he not really not know? I mean, he's he's falling off the roof at the time. You think think he's like Mr. Magoo, he just doesn't notice things? I mean, that's bullshit. and I know he's angry when uh, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but when he needs another tree, you know, he broke another window and you can't tell me he didn't notice that. I know he's angry, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's the part where I'm like, OK, he clearly heard the glass break. Yeah, I, I don't know if we can say for sure. He's Clark is kind of an idiot. <laughs> and he, I'm, he literally uh, humps his window in this movie like he's, you know, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I love love the yuppie scenes. Uh Always good to see Julie Dreyfus in anything. Mm-hmm. So, Gia, what do you have for number two? Um, so my number two favorite scene is when the lights eventually do turn on after, you know, him suffering through trying to check all the light bulbs. Um, and then, you know, he's so excited. Um, but I also just right up until that point where he's just so aggravated that they haven't come on yet. And he's like just knocking off like the antlers of the the reindeer and he's kicking Santa. And then eventually when the lights finally came on, uh, you know, the excitement that he had. And of course, his in-law was had to be, you know, like the, the little art, the little lights aren't twinkling, you know, and it's just like the tiniest little dig like that. that it always happens. And of course, cousin Eddie is there. Uh, and that just is the crescendo on top of that shitty situation where it's like, oh, you know, finally something good. And then it's like, oh, here's a pile of shit. And he's like, okay, my kids can come inside. And I still love the fact that the father-in-law is like, well, there's plenty of room inside. Like, who the <laughs> fuck are you? Yeah. No, yeah. There's no, yeah. There's no right to say that. It's not your house. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, up. I'm not convinced any of these people were, were actually invited. They're just kind of <laughs> like, oh, I guess it's Christmas. Like we can't turn them away. Yeah, no, Eddie wasn't invited. Eddie that, definitely that's... wasn't. I don't think yeah, the, the parents were invited. I think they just showed up with like expectation. Well, the parents were invited because I mean they're yeah. they're lying in bed and Clark's like, no, no, no. He's he's she's like, I don't think our parents should come this year. And he's like, no, no, no. I want a big family Christmas. He says that when they're lying in bed. So, so, so I think maybe, it maybe the intention was they probably assumed that the parents were coming. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, the intention is usually for Christmas Day, you know. So like, I always go over my aunt's for Christmas, and she literally texted us and was like, two o'clock Saturday, whatever, you know. But like. If if you put that invitation out there, that's like me showing up at my aunt's house three days before and being like, all right, where's my room? Where am I sleeping? Here's, here's, right. a question. here's, yeah. here's my question. Does Clark just have the week off or like is his company closed down for the last week of the year? Well, that's sort of where I mean – we're going to get to this because I'm a little bit confused as to like why this movie is called vacation. And I mean, it's just I, to keep the, keep the theme of the series. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't, it, it, it's sort of like it misleads. I feel like a little bit and that, that might be, yeah. Well, not necessarily. Cause if you think about like school and you're on like February vacation, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going away somewhere. That just means you have time off from that place. So maybe he did have just vacation off from work. Okay, I was thinking, I was actually even thinking about the kids, like maybe the kids are on vacation, because yeah. usually you have Christmas vacation, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I, I guess my question is, because he was like, he was talking to his friend, and it was like, very, ex- like, almost like, yeah, this is my last day of the year, where it's just like, it was, it was kind of weird. I was like, I don't know, it, it just felt to me like the whole company closed for that week. And he was just like, yeah, I'm done today. But maybe right. I'm wrong. So Derek, what's your, uh, what's your two? Mine's actually the same as Gia's. Um, it's when the lights, the whole, the whole light situation. But mine kind of goes from when the lights finally turn on, the whole go 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 go, to all the way to 
all of a sudden he's he's hugging everybody and he hit the little quips between the parents and stuff and um and you know his father's like it's a beaut clock it's a beaut and all that <laughs> stuff and and then he's just like oh he puts his arm around eddie and he's like thanks for being here oh shit what the hell are you doing here and it's it's such a great introduction to eddie being there and the family and the, the kids run out of the, the fucking trailer and shit. And, the, you know, the mother's like, oh, my God, her eyes aren't crossed anymore. And he's like, you know what? <laughs> she falls on a whale. She gets kicked by a mule. Like, it's just so ridiculous. And, uh, you know, the grandfather wants to kiss the son. And he's like, hey, he's got a little fungus on his lip. But I ain't been identified yet. I'd take a rain check on that. It's just the whole sequence of just Eddie being there amplifies the movie times 10. Absolutely. Um, so that is, you know, by far my number two. So my number two is the scene where uh, Clark gets the Jelly of the Month Club and loses his mind and just finally snaps after all the stress he's put on himself. And just one of the all-time great movie rants, I, I feel like. It just, Chevy Chase, you know, it's there's a couple of people that I'm like, wow, it's a shame this person's a real asshole and doesn't work anymore. Uh, right. you know and uh chevy chase definitely is one of them but uh, yeah clark getting jelly month club and like having a nervous breakdown in front of his, his entire family mm-hmm. that is my number two so let's go to number ones gia what do you have my number one is you are number two uh, Clark's meltdown, uh, fabulous, fabulous scene, uh, has been quoted numerous times throughout my family and is one of the the dance monkey uh, things that your parents will do. Where it's like, Gia, Gia, do the thing, do do Clark. Um, but yeah, no, I, that that scene is definitely my favorite. Um, it's like up until him like drinking the fucking eggnog and it's like, it's good, it's good. It's good. Like trying to convince himself <laughs> that everything's fine up until he him needing Tylenol. Yeah, like he, yeah, he like can't even get the words out when like Ellen's like, "Is it bigger than you expected?" He's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Smaller." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's such a oh, it's such a good scene, Derek. Yep, same scene. That's my favorite scene in the movie, and uh, I think uh, it's sort of the climactic meltdown you're waiting for because you know you know he, he's already getting ramped up with the, the chainsaw and things like that and he's doing crazy things and he's starting to lose his mind a little bit you know we needed a coffin <laughs> a tree um and then he explodes after this and you know it, it's it's a it's a great little monologue and i'm going to use one of my miscellaneous for it but i guess um what they had the cast do is each person held up a sign and everybody had a, di- a different adjective so Chevy Chase literally was just reading off of like, oh, you gave me that adjective. He was just going insane and reading quick adjectives off of people's papers to you know to to to, to fill in his monologue. So I think that was really clever and fun that That's they did amazing. that. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's really really great. I, I think uh, I think Eddie's reaction too was kind of like, you know, he's so genuine and sincere and so crazy. He's just like, yep. That's exactly what he asked for. I'll be right back. And it's just like, wow, Eddie. But uh, yeah, great scene. Great scene. Yeah. So my number one is your guys. Number two, it's the, uh, the scene where the lights finally turn on and, uh, and cousin Eddie shows up and it's just like, I, I love just the buildup. I, I wonder what the reaction in the theater was when that scene happened, because Eddie was, 
if you guys haven't seen it, if you listeners haven't seen it, was a character in the original Vacation movie, and he was kind of like the you know, goofy comedy, like gross out character, I guess. And uh, the fact that it's just like there's tons of build up, but also no build up to Eddie just standing there, <laughs> and it's the same thing. And it's like, oh yeah, it's this, and then yeah, Eddie, you know, it's great, Eddie, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> And he just like, he can't get it out. Like he's completely, he's like, this is just, it's ruined everything. But it's, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just love that scene. Like he just, Clark's just the highest highs. And he's like, oh, this fucking guy is here now. This psychopath is here to ruin my Christmas. Yep. The, the little nuances of his character throughout the whole movie, the him not getting any gifts for the kids and Clark, you know, him crushing the light bulbs with the dog food or, uh, him knocking over that Christmas like fan thing and he's just like looking at it, like what the hell is this shit like it just walks away like nothing yeah the, the, the one thing about this movie and Rick you already mentioned it but the physical comedy is really really good and it's it's almost like it's by accident and a lot yeah. of times like not by accident but like I feel like they don't they don't settle on it like oh here's our humor it's almost like within it a joke talks. something happens and it's so well done and, and well timed yeah, yeah I, I do wonder how much of that was uh, was was ad-libbed because right. I think, and we'll we'll sort of we'll sort of get to it. So, I mean, let's get to our our least favorite parts uh, of the movie. Gee, did you have anything like? What was your least favorite thing? Um, I honestly couldn't pinpoint anything that was like my least favorite. Um, you know, there's probably like little things here and there that I find I find annoying. But again, it's just all because I'm like I'm annoyed at the fact that Clark was literally you know sitting on the freaking stairs that go down the attic it's like how like I understand he's dumb but like how, how dumb you know like dumb shit like that or like standing in between the the grates of the the attic it's like okay or <laughs> the fact that oh, the fact I'm sorry I, I don't mean to like jump on your toes or jump on your toes but or the fact that the mother-in-law is like what's so cold oh these yes. stairs that I'm not going to yell up and see if anybody's up there like right. what? Exactly. Who, yes. who the fuck does that <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you, what do you what do you have? Um, I just got a couple of things I mentioned before. Like, it's a vacation movie, but like, there's really no reference to vacation, really. I mean, maybe subtle ones, but it would be nice to to, to see, like, maybe like they took it a different, you know, they they went on vacation for Christmas, something like that. Um, but you know, it's a very very small thing. There's that, and you know, there's um, I just have one in mind because I didn't write this one down, but I just had it in my head, and now I kind of forget it. Uh, oh, it was the neighbors, you know, there was no really big conclusion. I guess it was like, yeah. I guess it was her being attacked by the squirrel and the dog <laughs> and then going back and punching her husband. They, they I mean, get, the last thing is they get like the SWAT team breaks into their house. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I think um, there was supposed to be an ending where I, I was reading this in the trivia world. And I guess it wasn't filmed or, or it was in the screenplay or anything, but they were lying in bed after, after the credits and they the husband makes a snarky comment about christmas and how like it's lame or something like that and then like santa's sled and the reindeers come <laughs> crashing through their roof into their bedroom <laughs> and i was like they should have they should have filmed that that would have been hilarious but here's, um here's my issue with the with the movie and i think this movie has some some issues with its tone like it there are certain times where it's like you know you have the scene in the attic where clark is like watching his home movies and stuff like that and then also you have a scene where like a cat is killed and then like shitter's full and it's like there's <laughs> there's so much that works but a lot of it doesn't like connect necessarily it's it's almost it's, like, yeah it's, it's almost like they were like all right let's take every different type of 
like comedy movie and just shake it up. Here's like it's, something will work. And it does. And it's like, like I said, so much of the great stuff I, I feel like is ad-libbed because I, I, like, I don't know what type of humor this movie is necessarily going for a lot of times. You know, it's just all different types. Yeah, it, it's a mishmash of comedy for sure. And, you know, it's, it's you know, even like the, you know, the squirrel scene is simple. It's a simple scene written down on paper. Right. But the way it's, it's you know, people are passing out and nobody cares and stuff. And like, the you know. The fact that Aunt Bethany, who, <laughs> the oldest woman yeah. in the room, is the one to hear it. It's a funny squeaky sound. Oh, yeah. my God. The, the, other, the other day, do you remember? It was like. I uh, no, oh, we both died. I, 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 I said something that Uncle Lewis says, and I forget what it was, but me and Gia were looking for something. Oh, it's, and we, it's, it's what is it? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, no, I know. I'm building up to it. Um, oh. But we were looking for something or something, and I forget what it was, but I remember I was just like, what is it? Just like he did it, and we just died laughing. But there's so many little things like that from all different characters that are like really, really great. But I get what you're saying, Rick. It's yeah. like, it's like, where's the focus of, yeah. the, of the theme, too, in a lot of ways? Like, the, like those characters are funny and like they have like very funny lines but like they're basically in a different movie than like russ you know like you know, like clark is like kind of a doofus but he's like right in the line of like ridiculous like there are some like cartoon characters in the movie like you know it's it's that that's i guess sort of it's keeps me off balance i guess with the movie i but, can see that yeah, I can see that too. I think I think it's one of those types of movies where, like, I know that Chris Columbus was supposed to direct this movie. That would have been perfect. And, yeah. and he was like, "I cannot, for the life of me, work with Chevy Chase. I just fucking can't yeah. do it. He's an asshole." And he was like, "This is going to ruin my career." And then he got Home Alone. So he got really lucky. But you know, so I feel like a lot of it probably had to do with like Chevy Chase speaking his mind, like, "No, no, no, we should do this." And they're like, "Well, he is our star. Let's listen to him." That yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all. Where it's just like, I mean, I don't know who decided what goes in where, but yeah, it's, it seems like it was like, I want to get my shit in. We got to get these characters in. We got to get this in. And it was just like, again, a lot of it works on its own, but the connective tissue isn't necessarily there for me. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So let's go to medals. Gia, who's your, uh, who's your bronze? My bronze goes to uh, Miss Beverly D'Angelo. Um, I think that, you know, throughout the entire franchise of the vacation movies that she's just such, I I don't know. I feel like she doesn't get enough credit um, with her humor, but like, I remember my mom always remarking on like her, her funniest scenes kind of like when um, Audrey is really upset that she has to sleep in the same room with uh, Rusty. And then she's like, well, you know, we all have to suffer for the holidays. I'm sleeping with your father. Like, (laughs) (laughs) It's the, the tiny little things, and yeah. I just I think she's amazing. She has great timing too, and she's a very versatile actor. I've seen her in the vacation movies. I've seen her in American History X. Like she can do everything, really. She's, um, a, she's a great straight man in this. Yeah, she really, really is. And I keep every time I see her, though, I keep thinking like she had twins with Al Pacino. Yeah, who are like that's that's impressive right there. So good job, Beverly. <laughs> she bagged Pacino. Is that what's impressive well, about it? Well, they, they like never got married, and they're not they're, like, they're not together now. But like she Beverly. she procre- she procreated with Al Pacino. That's Beverly. right there. That that's on, that should be on top of her resume. Like I made kids with we Al had Pacino. Wins, Beverly. <laughs> she got that child support. That Pacino child support. <laughs> Get that Pacino dough. And who oh, are you carrying all these bricks for? God. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the source, son. Uh, (laughs) 
All right, Derek, who's your, uh, who's your bronze? <laughs> My bronze goes to John Hughes, who wrote the movie. And I, you know, it, it's, it's very clever. And I, I can see that, you know, what do you do next? The first vacation's a, a, a hit. You know, it's, it's classic. It's, it's so good. You know, family going on vacation and taking this trip and everything. And I'm, I'm assuming that if it's not for the first, if, if you don't think of the first vacation, you think of Christmas vacation. When you think of the vacation movies in general, usually the first one that comes to me is Christmas. I don't know why. I don't know if it's more iconic than the original. It probably isn't, but it's the one that I think about first, maybe because it's so wacky. Um, but it's it's got it's got a lot of charm to it. It's one of those movies where if you want to sit back and just smile, this is a great movie to put on during the Christmas season. I There's, think I yeah. think this one is probably more well known for than than the original. I think I like the original more, but I think this one like the original has like nudity and has stuff in it where you wouldn't necessarily want to like get the kids around and watch vacation. Where this one you can. Yeah, there's like a, a couple of the scenes where he's like daydreaming about the girl from the from the store. Yeah, but you don't. You don't but see it's anything, not. Really. Yeah, you yeah. don't see anything. It's not that bad. I remember actually watching it as a kid, and my parents like making me cover my eyes at one point when that woman's in the pool, and I, and then and then they were like, "Oh, never mind, nothing's even there." Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right about that. I think that they yeah, maybe they, it, they, but, they yeah, toned it down even, for that reason. Yeah, it's not even that. It's like the first one has Clark like actively trying to cheat on on Ellen. That was another thing. Gia asked me that. She asked me that question, and she's like, "Do you think like he's a bad husband?" And I was like, "I don't know if he was like. Do you really think Clark was like actively going to cheat on her, or do you think he was just like he liked the attention? I I don't know. I don't. What do you What do you think? Well, he definitely tries in the in the original. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. The, the original, you think he tries? Or do yeah, because they that... go in the pool together. The only reason he gets caught is because the pool is cold and he exactly. screams. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and this that, one, he's like, yeah. he's like flirting at least with the, the, the woman at the shop. And lying, saying that his wife is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's... Yeah, that's... No, yeah. But then he changes. He's like, no, no, no. We're, we're, no, he's, she's, we're, just, we're divorced. Like, it's, she's, it, she's history. She's history. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. He no. doesn't make it any better. Yeah, he, he's a pretty shitty husband. Yeah. Yeah, like, Clark yeah. is is weirdly at the same time, like, a horrible, shitty husband and, like, a horn dog. And also, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm just trying to be a family man here and, like, right. create the perfect Christmas for my family. But it's probably right. just for him and his fucking ego. Like he's, yeah, he deserves honestly, to have Eddie ruin his fucking Christmas. I, I agree. The, the more I'm looking into it, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Clark as well. That sucks. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So there, we did. We did your bronze. Oh yeah, we did your bronze. Okay. So my yep. bronze is uh, a tie between Julia Louis Dreyfus and Nicholas Guest, the Yuppies. <laughs> Nicholas Guest, by the way, the brother of Christopher Guest. Holy oh. shit! Did not did not know that. There, there you go. The six fingered man himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah, tied because I, I just love all their scenes. Like I said, it made, it made my made my list. And they don't have like one bad scene. I feel like, like every time they're on screen, it's hilarious. Agreed. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I, and, just, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's go to silver. Gia, who do you have here uh, for silver? For silver, I have uh, cousin Eddie himself, Mister Randy Quaid. Uh, obviously, he wasn't in it like for. Uh, he didn't have like the majority of the scenes, but every scene he was in, he definitely stole the show as great as Chevy Chase is. But I thought it was just such a great, a great addition to, to have him in, you know, we saw him in the original one and it was so great to see him come back. Yeah. Yep. Derek, who do you have? Yeah. Same thing for me, Randy Quaid. He's one of the greatest 
supporting characters I've ever seen in a movie. Um, he just brings so much to the table. He's the perfect counterpart to, to Clark. And I feel like he has a better heart than Clark, even though things are kind of misplaced and he's like, Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm an, I'm a doofus, but he's like, you know, I'm going to do this thing for Clark as he did this for my family. And yeah. They, it, they you know. sanded the edges down in that character for this one. Cause in the first one, like they talk about like his older kids. Yes. There's the, there's the line where it's just like, it's Jane Krakowski and she's on the mm-hmm. seesaw with yep. Audrey and she's like, yep. Dad says yeah, I'm the dad best. Dad says I'm the best at French kissing. And it's like, yeah. So it's like, yeah. they, they, they sanded <laughs> the edges down on Cousin Eddie for this one. Yeah. It's just, and also, there's the way he delivers lines. Like, he's like, yeah, the older one's getting ready, you know, getting older. And he clocks the college. He's like, no, carnival. <laughs> like, just like, what? <laughs> it's the little it's the little nuances kind of like uh well maybe if you didn't feed him from the table and he's like uh no 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 (laughs) (laughs) No, i just Uh, probably yakking on a bone yeah yeah Yeah, or like one of my favorite parts that he does is like the turkey just fucking is just just, why are you crying why why are you crying he's like totally oblivious it's just so good Um, yeah i mean he's my silver as well but yeah and like the, the scene where it's like you know, oh, I saw, you know, Clark's like, oh, I saw Santa coming. Serious, Clark? Like, he's just totally <laughs> fucking oblivious. Which yeah, I do. Yeah. Derek actually got me that as a gift. It is a shirt with the the quintessential um, a cousin Eddie hat that says, are you serious, Clark? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you serious, Clark? Yeah, it's, it's really a shame that Randy Quaid is a lunatic. Yes. Like, yes, he's agree. fucking, on the, there's like crazy and there's fucking Randy randy quaid crazy randy yeah. quaid is um he's actually in a movie that nobody knows except for like me and my sister um it's called the movie's called freaked came out in 93 and it's about like um uh alex winter who's uh bill and bill and ted he like him and his group of friends go to this like weird like place like this weird like carnival type thing and randy quaid is like the head of it and he is out of his mind this role was like meant for randy quaid and there's like mr t is the beardless the bearded the bearded woman uh bobcat goldwave's a sock um it is one of the funniest movies i've ever seen and nobody knows what like no he turns he turns people into freaks so oh, he'll, like, isn't Keanu Reeves like the dog face? Keanu Reeves is is uh yeah he's like he's like Ortiz the dog boy yeah and it's like yeah, I think he's uncredited too because he just did it for free because <laughs> Keanu Reeves is the greatest human of all time but yeah Randy Quaid what a nutcase but yeah he he deserves the silver here yeah Keanu Reeves is great because you read the story it was like his friend signed him up to do a movie it, like defrauded them and instead of being like no and suing his friend he was like I guess I'll just do the movie. <laughs> He's he seriously is like I I posted something recently like he like rides the train right he wears regular clothes he gives money to everybody he stops and talks to people buys them breakfast it's like this guy is not a movie star he's not living the movie star thing he's like he gets it you know he's like you have to be human before you do anything else with you know uh, he's just a tremendous guy and we you know Christmas vacations all about Keanu Reeves yeah it is. <laughs> I instead didn't really, you know what, you know, screw it. Eddie showing up, it's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to go ahead and say that my gold is actually going to be Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Keanu Reeves all <laughs> around. In yeah. life. In life, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go, uh, let's go with gold. I think we probably <laughs> have the same probably one. Probably all, all have the same one. Yeah. Yep. Chevy Chase. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> is that uh, who you're going to have recast as Clark? <laughs> no, no, no. He's too young in a few years, maybe. Oh uh, man, <laughs> I still have not seen one movie with this actor yet. <laughs> so honestly, I don't think I have either. 
Oh, you wow. get to see Dune. Well, the, the one movie I'm looking forward to to seeing him in is he's going to be playing Bob Dylan. So I'm excited about that. Really? But, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely got to, yeah, I got to see Dune and I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones. Call me by your name. You know, another oh, crazy guy, Army been... Hammer. Yeah. Yeah, I think I you. I think you brought that up. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen I that saw, one quite yet. I saw Lady Bird. Right, he was in that one. He right? was in Lady Bird. He's in. Uh, he's in yeah. Little Women as well with uh, I need to see that. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Chevy Chase all around. Definitely, like this. This is his movie. Like this is this is definitely like you can see his fingerprints on it. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like National Lampoon is what he's mostly known for. Sure, that and Fletch and Saturday Night Live, <laughs> probably. Yeah, Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah, Caddyshack as well he's he mean he we all know he's a dick in real life and he's full of himself and but you know it's one of those things where i I almost compare him to like his craft to like john lennon where you know how good you are at doing what you're doing but it's hard to like the human sometimes uh but chevy chase is the you just watch him in this movie he's a flawless comedic actor his timing is right uh everything he does is correct even when he's being serious he's somehow still kind of funny with his uh, facial features, things like that. And um, it is kind of weird that you mentioned this earlier too, like his career plummeted. Like it's, it's almost, he's like the butt of every joke of like, Oh yeah, Chevy Chase is dead. He is. No, I meant his career. It's like, what happened? What do you think it was his attitude that fucked him over? That's the only thing. It's like, he's such an asshole to everybody. Like he fist fought Bill Murray. Like, like, what do you, you know? I actually saw that like um, hit, um, Bill Murray's brother as well was fighting him in the same that that, that well, story. That's his, he plays the Brandon Murray is um, is his boss in this. Boss. Really. Yeah. Right, right, but yeah. right, right. And so the, the two of them fought Chevy Chase and the, said. And I remember I forget who said it. I think it was um, it was an interview with somebody. But they were like these two Chicago kids, the Murrays were like beating the shit out of Chevy Chase and Chevy Chase walked out of it being like, yeah, I won. And they're like, you didn't win. <laughs> like you're such an asshole. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. I think a family guy makes a really funny joke where like, I think it's like the multiverse episode where yeah. Stewie and Brian, and he's like, instead of like, um, here's Johnny, it's here's Chevy. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> yeah. I can't say enough good things about him though, as far as his, his comedic brilliance. So of course he gets the gold here. Yeah. Mm. All right, so let's go to recasting. This could definitely be a fun one. So I have uh, Clark, I have Ellen, I have Eddie, and I've got Frank Shirley. All right, so I think me and Gia may have had the same ones. We have a lot more. We have Clark, Ellen, Audrey, Rusty, Eddie, Todd, Margot, and Uncle Lewis. Okay. I have more than that. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, geez. We're breaking the no kids rule. Well, you know what? The kids wasn't that bad. I'm sorry, I keep my voice keeps breaking tonight. Um, <laughs> That's all right. You get through puberty soon. That's fine. I'm almost there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the kids. It's funny. I think that they're old enough where I could cast them. If they were like okay. under ten, that's just too difficult. Sure. And I don't. Of course, we don't want the government coming and picking me up. You're looking at too many ten-year-old kids, Derek, on, on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking up young much. actors, Derek? <laughs> All right, so so you had do you had more? Which I extra do. ones did you have, G? I also have cousin Catherine. I have uh, Louis Bethany, Ellen's dad, Ellen's mom, Clark's mom, Clark's dad. This is why don't you why don't you go through why don't you go through the first four parents? Okay, so for Ellen's dad and Ellen's mom, for dad I had Michael McKeon, and for Ellen's mom I have Catherine O'Hara. Oh, my oh, God. Catherine oh, Harris. Catherine yeah, Michael McKeon, too, is like, I think he's like one of those people who's like, if I were to make like just a top 20 of people that I love, Michael McKeon's in there. Yeah, I watched Clue um, the other night. 
So <laughs> he's oh, and that's Rick. We have to get that one on here at some point. Oh, absolutely, that would be so much fun to do. And G, I know you want to jump on that one. So absolutely. Um, but um, yeah, okay. What else you got for? Oh, so that was her parents. Yep. And now okay. for his parents, for Clark's mom, I have Joan Allen. Uh, she's the mom from Pleasantville. Yes. The one, okay, the yep. one in the TV show. Um, yep. And then Craig T. Nelson as his dad. Craig T. Nelson. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> isn't he the one in a, we just, isn't he the one in the devil's advocate who like yes, does the, tri- the triple murder? Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Also the, the subject of my favorite whose line is anyway bit of all time. He, he they, is when they do. So they, they're doing like the uh, come to a party as a celebrity game and like do an impression. And you have to keep asking questions in the voice of a celebrity. Yeah. yeah I remember that game. And, yep. and Colin, because there is no Craig T Nelson impression just walks up and is like, do you have a spot for Craig T Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so who, who do you have? You have Eddie's wife, Catherine. Um, so for cousin Catherine, I have Melanie Linz- Lindsay. I think that's I how you say. I love Melanie Linsky. Yeah. Who is she? She's. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think the, what something you might know her from. Oh, sh- she, uh, beautiful that. creatures. She's very young mm-hmm. in that, but or heavenly creatures. Is the name of the movie. Heavenly um, creatures. She's, ooh, ooh, uh, she's uh, two and a half me. men. She's a rose. Do you know the perks of being a wallflower, Derek? Oh yeah, of course. So she plays like the aunt that like was. Oh like, yeah, she yeah. isn't she in like Will and Grace or something? I don't know about Will and Grace. I, yeah, I, I didn't watch Will. Yeah, or she's in. I know, I know her face though. Ooh, 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 Detroit Rock City. I mean, I don't remember her in that. But yeah, I know who you're talking about though. She was the one who was with uh, the drummer Jam. I, I, I totally, I totally see her in this role though. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I got. So I, I think the other one that you had was Lewis, which I have too. Yeah. Is that the the only extra one that you had besides? I think I don't. I have Aunt Bethany too. I don't know. If oh, let's let's do Bethany. Yeah. All right, I have a Miss Betty White. Oh man, Betty White, <laughs> that's awesome! Isn't she a hundred? She's one hundred, like this week, like she, that, or, yeah. That's yeah. that's very Aunt Bethany. Then that would be like a last. I was gonna say this would be a last, a like, great like her last role for her. But what am I talking about? She's gonna lose her two hundred. I know we don't know that. <laughs> she's yeah. We need she's to like, like scour like old paintings to see if she's in the paintings, like secretly. Right. Yeah, she's in fucking Renaissance paintings. Yeah. I feel like she's been old for forever, though. Like, even in Golden Girls, she was old. Well, the whole fucking point of Golden Girls were like, look at these old women having sex. Mm-hmm. And that was like a, that was like 30 years ago. Yeah, that was yeah. the 90s, right? So, like, yeah, though she was in her 70s was during like that 80s, show. 80s, yeah. Was it the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, you have an Uncle Lewis? Yep. Uh, my Uncle Lewis is Alan Alda. Nice. Alan, Alan Alda. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. That was a bad impression, but I did it once good at some point. Um, okay, so my Lewis is actually Christopher Walken. I think he's old enough I'm gonna now. I'm going to throw in Pacino because we're doing Pacino impressions. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you ruined my tree. He's like, what are you talking about? What, what tree? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Pacino is like 81. So that works. Actually, the actor who played Lewis was like 62 in this movie. Yeah. He wasn't old at but, all. And, they and, mentioned and, the character is 80. And yeah. it's like, it's like, that's very, that, I mean, that's old, but it's like, it's not, I feel like it's not like super ancient where it's like, let's just make crack jokes about it. Right. Do you guys know the actress who played Bethany? Do you know what she's known for? Uh, isn't, wasn't she the voice of Betty Boop? Betty Boop. Yeah. She's like the famous actress. She did Betty Boop. And actually funny enough, her last Betty Boop appearance was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which yeah. is another movie we did on here. The year before oh. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, let me see. I had a few extras that you didn't have, Gia. Did you have Todd and Margot? Yep. Okay. So I think we're on. Okay. okay I think we're on the same page now. Um, so Rick, you didn't have Todd, Margot, nope. uh, Audrey, and Rusty, right? I do not have them, no. Okay. I guess we'll do that one then. Who, Gia, who was your Todd and Margot? Uh, my Todd and Margot was Adam Scott and Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yes. That's just a big yes. Mine are a little bit stranger than yours. I think yours work better, but I just want to see these people in the movie. So mine are uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Emma Watson. Emma Watson, I like in that role. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I, honestly, I just want to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt be a dick because he's like nice in every movie and except for like a couple things I haven't seen, but I just want him to see, see him here slicked back and just being a douchebag. But okay. And then you're Audrey and Rusty. Uh, yes. So my Audrey is Sophia Lillis, who plays uh, Miss Beverly Marsh. And same, it. same. <laughs> and honestly, honestly, because I think she's the only actress I know who's around that age right now. <laughs> mm-hmm, agreed. That's basically where my mind went as well. But I also think she's a fabulous actress and every and what I've seen her in thus far. Um, and then who I have for Russ is Brady Noon. Get and- the fuck out of here. Are you in? I have the exact same Audrey and Rusty as you, <laughs> and we didn't do this together. So people don't know Brady. Brady Noon is the the, the main uh, character in the the Mighty Duck show. Yeah, the new the the newer Mighty Duck show. He was also in uh, the the Good Boys. Is that? Oh, what it was? Good Boys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe we have the same one. I think it's because like it's they're kind like of fresh. Watch remember. a lot of things together and have. Some yeah, that has same. to be it. That that be it. <laughs> I don't know why that'd be that'd be weird that you guys watch the same things. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we didn't have Frank Shirley, so that's all you. Oh, Rick. okay, Stanley Tucci. Oh, <laughs> I, I love Stanley Tucci and everything. Yeah. So yes, Tucci, Tucci. But I can see him. He has like I could definitely see him pulling off like the super serious, but also like very dismissive stuff. I think I think he'd be good for the role. I, I especially picture him now being like once he sees the whole family angry at him, he's like, oh. Yeah. I didn't realize, you know, this, yeah. you know, I can picture it. I, it's funny. I, I follow him on Facebook and like, there's just picture of him in Italy, just drinking wine. And I'm like, I'm like, every time I see it, I'm like, he's just so cool. There was a whole show that was just like Stanley Tucci travels Italy and just like, yeah. eats and drinks wine. I would watch that. Yeah, it was on like one of the streaming services. Like it's a real show, <laughs> man. Or maybe it's on CNN or something like that. It was like, yeah, I remember seeing commercials for it and being like, all right, like, I mean, good work if you can get it, but <laughs> Nice. All right. So let's, uh, where do you want to go now? We're going to go Clark, Ellen, or Cousin Eddie? Uh, let's do, let's do Eddie. Let's do Eddie. All right. I, so I will say that I kind of, kind of, sort of saw GS Eddie on a paper okay. and I looked away and it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> uh, my Cousin Eddie is uh, Mr. Danny McBride. All right. I can see Danny McBride as Eddie. Holy yeah. shit. I think he would slay that role. <laughs> I, I I love mine, but I think you took the cake here. But mine actually is uh, John C. Riley. Uh, so I think, yeah, I'm one of I like the guy that. who's I believe work with both those guys, and that's uh, Will Ferrell. <gasps> yeah, oh. okay, all three of those yeah. absolutely work. <laughs> yes, that works really well. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking, I was like, it's tough because like that's a very specific like type of character. But yeah, mm-hmm. all, I think we I think we hit the top three. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, what what a character! Uh, so all right, Clark let's and go. Ellen are left. Let's go. Uh, let's go, Ellen, because okay. Ellen's like I feel like Ellen's like the straight woman kind of. Mm-hmm. So let's. Uh, Gia, who do you have? Um, I chose Miss Isla Fisher. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I also chose that with the, I thought her and Audrey both having the red hair would work very well. Yeah. And she's, uh, for those who don't know her, she's the, she's in Wedding Crashers, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. She's the one. I think Vince Vaughn's love interest for those who don't yes. know. Yep. Yes. Which she, I feel like she can play crazy and she can play straight. Isn't she married to like Sasha Baron Cohen? She is. Yes, yeah. she is. That's an awesome couple actually. And she's, I think, Australian. Yes. Ooh, I don't, it, it could have fooled me. Yeah. All right, Derek, what do you have? My Ellen and uh, so I'm not going to tell you my Clark, but they, they're very unorthodox. And you're going to be okay. like, this is a, this is a different type of movie now. Uh, my Ellen is actually Zoe Deschanel. Okay. I went, I went a little bit younger and I wanted to do, I, I love the pairing I did for the two of them. So we'll get to my Clark, but I, I uh, she's much younger either. I'm pretty sure she's matched that age at this point. I'm well, you sure know how it is. Like, I think up to like the two thousands, every actor who was our age at this point just looks older than us. That's like, true. like Clark and Ellen, like Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, they well, look like if I'm their age, I totally don't look as old as they do. But you're not, I don't know though, what it is. Beverly D'Angelo is 38. And I'm pretty sure Chevy was in his 40s. But, okay, but what I'm saying, if four years from now, when I'm 38, I still won't look like I won't look like that. I'll look like the same because I have since I was 22. Also true. <laughs> so yeah, but, like, but Beverly D'Angelo does not look like four years older, three or four years older than, or you know, four or five years older than us. I guess. Like it's it again. I think it's just everywhere people went, people smoked, and people looked yeah. 10 years older. But like, because look and that and plastic surgery has gotten uh, very common in uh, actors. So. 38-year-old actors. Like, just Google 38-year-old a- actors, and let's see this, who comes up. Maybe, like, Chris Hemsworth, something like that. Yeah, yeah people like, who don't look <laughs> out of their 20s yet. 38, Henry Cavill, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Colin Farrell. Oh, he's too older. I don't know why he's putting them up. Uh, Elijah Wood is 40. Uh, he still looks like he's 12. Sebastian <laughs> Stan is 39. You know what's funny? Um, I'm sure all of us did this. Natalie but- Portman is 40. When we're looking up actors to, to fill in our roles for recasting, I always go to Google and I say actors in their 30s or actors in their yeah. 40s. And yeah. they're always wrong. It'll be like Morgan Freeman. And I'm like, he's yeah. like 78. That's not yeah. right. <laughs> I do I do actors born in and put the year. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's and that's wise. how I that's how I like kind of freak out where it's just like because I do yep. like let's say if you know somebody's 40, I go actors born 40 years ago from this year, and I kind of start from there. Right, but right. that's where I kind of get. It's like, well, everyone, all the actors look way younger and play way younger now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look this up after we're done, just to make sure that it's cigarettes and not something else, because yeah, it doesn't make this. sense. Like you, Rick, you you look to me like you look like you're older because I know I've known you for so long. Yeah, but you and I, I feel like our faces, like generally, literally, like we could have been like in our early twenties. I don't know about that. I mean, if if I, I mean, if I had more hair, maybe. But but even yeah. even so, like I just like you know what I mean. Like you don't look like you don't look. You're in. I feel like I don't look like I'm in my mid thirties. Sure. You know, I'm sure Robert Shaw when he was 34 did not look like the that's, fucking way yeah, I look. That's fair. <laughs> so my Ellen is an actress by the name of Carla Gugino. Oh, I have a crush on her. I always have. I mean, who? If you don't, you're 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 gay. Not interested in women. Like that's What's her, who is this? Carla Gugino. Oh, got it. Yep. yep. Spy, spy kids and uh, lots she was of stuff. I just remember she was having sex with Robert De Niro in a scene in a movie, yeah. and I was like, "This is hot." American Gangster. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. The uh, the one he did with uh, Al Pacino, Pacino Right, yeah. righteous, righteous, righteous kill, kill. Oh. where Pacino just walks up behind Fifty Cent and just shoots him in the back of the head. And he what, falls out of a window. What a piece of shit that movie is. I mean, it's 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 not great, but I don't think it's a piece of shit either. I think if, it's I think if, I think people like De Niro Pacino. It's got to be amazing. I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't, but I don't think it was trash either. Like I'd probably watch it over Street Fighter. 
I don't know. At least Street Fighter is fun. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I forget that Raul Julia is in that. I was so going to say, you can't. Yeah. It, Raul Julia is a gem. I will watch that just for him. If yeah. I could, if, I, if there was a list of 10, 10 people in Hollywood I could, I could bring back to life, I, Raul Julia would be on the list. All right. I just put Tim I, Curry I, on that list and get him out of the chair. Oh, Tim Curry's not dead, though. You <laughs> 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 murder him bad. and bring him back. To Tim, life. Curry, Tim Curry, he finds out that you said that. He's like, fuck you, dear. No! I'm still alive. I'm still alive, damn it. <laughs> I just want him to be as lively as he once was. Yeah, not, not going to happen. He's going to Tim. It's only going to take a second. You stab him so you can bring him back to life. <laughs> You get to, you get to you get to announce what year they are. You're like, okay, I'm bringing you back from uh, like you looked in 1975. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm basically the character from uh, Ted. Who? Oh God, what's his name? Um, Giovanni Ribisi, where he keeps he keeps trying to kill Ted so he can like basically have his own Ted. <laughs> like, It'll just take a second. It'll just take a second. <laughs> I just wanted Tim Curry in my very own. All right, let's I go. Mean, uh, let's go to Clark. Gia, who do you have? Uh, I have Mr. Jason Sudeikis. All right, I can yeah. definitely see that. That works, uh, mm-hmm. and again, it probably works better. So your two, yeah, I could see your two together for sure. It yes. makes sense. So again, I went a little bit different direction. I love these two together. This is another actor like Elijah Wood, where you're like, how old is this person? But I went with Justin Long. Uh, very good comedy actor. He's a very good physical actor, and I love him and Zoe together. They were in uh, that TV show. Um, yeah. New Girl, I love them together. Um, I just pictured John C. Riley pissing off Justin Long the whole movie, and it just made me laugh. Um, so I like I like those different things together, and I think like you know Justin Long and Zoe Deschanel having these kids and him trying to have a good vacation. I just I like it. I just like it. So that's my choice. Nice. So so mine maybe is a little obvious, but I want Vince Vaughn. Nice. That's that's a great that's a great yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I didn't even think of him once, and I am surprised that I didn't. Yeah, he's kind of like that fast talking. Like I, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't like Cousin Eddie. I, 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 I know, nobody, nobody, nobody. Yeah, I could see him doing his like his motor mouth <laughs> shtick and like people kind of just ignoring him. Which like I don't, I don't get. You know, I'm. Just, <laughs> you have stuff with the damn attic, and I, I, it's, it's cool. It's cool because we're having a great Christmas. Oh me, I, I, I had a sock stuff in my mouth, and I oh the gay art show last night. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, my boss, like Jelly of the Month Club. What, what am I? What am I coming to schmuck? Like what? What am I doing here? Yeah. Did you did you motorboat her? You motorboat son of a bitch. Where is she? She's still in the house. <laughs> yeah, and he's kind of a scumbag. Like, uh, or he plays kind of a scumbag. Like, uh, yeah, like yeah, Chevy I does. Yeah. I hear, I hear he's actually like the complete opposite of Chevy Chase in real life, though. Um, just yeah. based on uh, uh, Sal and Q from Practical Jokers, their their podcast, they became friends with him because they're friends with the whole cast of that Sullivan and Son show that was on. Yeah. And Vince Vaughn created it, and they were like, every chance Vince Vaughn gets, he like pays for everything he teaches people things he wants people to like understand things he's always like i want to help people so it seems like he's like the opposite of chevy chase awesome yeah but he he plays a scumbag he himself is not a scumbag as far as i know rick you haven't seen fred claus right no not a great movie i think a lot of people think it's like meh but he plays like santa claus's brother and that's a great role for him because he's an absolute ass clown in that the plot is a is very it's it's hard to grasp. Not not that it's hard to grasp, but it just it's it's really out there. Paul Giamatti, Santa Claus, and that's his brother. And like, there's a scene where he has to like go to a, like it's like an AA, but if it's for, it's for brothers who feel underappreciated. And Bill Clinton's brothers, that the real Bill Clinton's brothers, there. Uh, one of the Baldwin's is there who freaks out, and they're all yeah. The St- Frank Stallone's there, and they're just going around the room, and he's just like, "Well, my brother's Santa Claus," and the Baldwin's like, 
what are you talking about? Like, he wants to kick his ass, and he's like, well, my brother really is Santa Claus. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. Anyways, good casting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, miss, anyone have any miscellaneous? I do. I got some stuff. I, I read some fun facts um, that I wanted to bring up, and okay. I, have, I, took, I took pictures of them, so I don't have to write them down. Um, so after failing to get the Christmas lights to work one last time, Clark Griswold takes his frustration out on the plastic decorations in the front yard. Chevy Chase actually broke his pinky finger while punching Santa Claus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he resorts to kicking and, and clubbing the decorations after that. The film kept rolling and that take was used. So that was kind of funny. Did not know that. Um, the, I don't know if there, I mean, I'm, t- I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot of fans out there of WandaVision and all the yep. Marvel stuff. And the Griswold house is the same house used in WandaVision, which is really cool. Um, uh, just a little fun little things. I guess the shoes that Cousin Eddie wears are the same ones that he gave Clark as a gift in the original vacation. <laughs> He's just wearing his shoes now. <laughs> Well, I think he had because he had his own pair in the right, like, right. Those, those are great shoes, and he's like, "Well, that's why I got you some too." Right, right, right. Um, the last one that I have, and this is my favorite thing. It's a little little Easter egg uh, near the end of the film. Rusty says, "I told you we should have gone to Hawaii." In the background, um, when Chevy Chase is going crazy and cutting down another tree, mm-hmm. in the first National Lampoon's Vacation, when asked where in where, asked where in the world they'd like to go, Rusty says he'd like to go to Hawaii. So it was kind of a callback to the first movie. Um, and I, I, I thought it was really cool. I never caught it before, but um, this is a couple of miscellaneous things that I liked. Hmm. All right. Gia, do you have anything? My, my only miscellaneous was that I knew that Aunt Bethany was Betty Boop. All right. Oh, yeah. Yep. So here's, here's mine. So in this movie, they, when, the, when the grandparents show up, the, Rusty is watching It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. Is that the movie? Because that's in, in this and it's in Home Alone. Is that the movie that's we've done that has been referenced in the most movies we've done other than that one. Brooke, we've almost done 70. I cannot remember, but you might be right. I mean, so it's referenced at least twice. Yeah. Like um, the actual movie, like not like a, a you know, a, a callback or like a line or something. So, like that. so it has to be like on the lines of like, they have to either. Wa- t- I feel like we should, we should consider this like they either talk about or show a part from the movie. So kind of like in Twister when they show that scene from the shining. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, um, I'd have to go back and check, but yeah, yeah, it seems probably right that this is li- that that movie is like the, uh, the 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 blueprint for like all future Christmas movies. So, right, it makes sense that you know because I mean I, I, just, I mean it's Christmas season. I just rewatched, re-watched Home Alone, and it's like it's kind of there's like oh I've watched two movies recently where they watch another movie that I've also watched recently. Like right, right, yeah. So yeah, and in Home Alone, the, the part that he's watching is is a part that I don't even remember. So it, it, but I know that it is the movie now that you've told me. <laughs> right. So well, it's, it's funny before I even saw uh, it's a wonderful life. I, all I remember is from Christmas vacation, that scene where it's like, daddy, daddy, <laughs> he just says, and that's all right. Like, yeah. <laughs> that might be, I think that's like the scene before I watched it was like the scene that I remember. It might be from vacation is the reason why I know that scene. Cause it's, it's mimicked a lot and like movies yeah. are played. So, yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about the Oscars from this year. We have talked about this Oscars once before. And that was when we did uh, Batman 1989's Batman. So let's uh, let's go through the major categories here. You know, who else would have been outstanding as a parent in this movie would have been uh, Jerry Stiller. Yeah. Mm. R.I.P. 
<laughs> we're having a very Jewish Christmas. <laughs> there, was, there was a thing on Facebook. It was like, what's your favorite Frank Costanza line ever? And mine is always when Elaine, like, uh, Elaine's like, George is too dumb and too dumb to think about something like this. And he's like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> the way he delivers that line is like incredible. <laughs> you want a piece of me? Uh, <laughs> all right. So um, best picture this year is one by Driving Miss Daisy. And the other nominees. One of your, fav- one of your favorites to talk oh, about. Oh, not, not a good movie whatsoever. Other nominees are Born on the Fourth of July, Dead Poets Society, Field of Dreams, and My Left Foot. Uh, is there Daniel space Day. for Christmas vacation in here? No, there's <laughs> no. I agree. Uh, um, there was one movie. Oh, Born on the Fourth of July. So this is a weird thing because I wish I was the type of person who read a lot of novels. I'm not. I wish I was. But Same. this is one of the only situations ever where I've actually read the book Born on the Fourth of July on my own time, not even in school, and I've never seen the movie. Huh. So, but I- I'm assuming the movie's pretty good since it was nominated. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it, Rick? Uh, I have not for quite a while. Who is that? Tom Cruise in that? Yeah. Tom uh, Cruise. Always always directed. Directed. Yeah. Gotcha. So best director without looking it up. I'll give you any one of you a dollar. If you can name the director of this movie of Christmas vacation, I have it written down next to me, but I'm not going to look at it. Yeah. And I already forget. I think the yeah. last thing was like chart check. It's like Russian. Yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy something. Per- I forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So he's not going to be nominated. Uh, <laughs> just, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if he fucking directed The Godfather. He would not be nominated based on no one knows his name. Nobody knows. Yeah, Jeremiah Chechik. You right. need to get a Russian to have to deal with the 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 Chevy. of Chevy. I picture him not knowing much English, so every time he would just like you know. Yes, he Chevy, just, very good. <laughs> he's Borat, apparently. He's just a, he's just in a tracksuit smoking cigarettes. <laughs> I did. I, I didn't like your movie Spies Like Us. What are you trying to say, bro? Bro, you insult the Russians, bro. Speaking of Spies Like Us, and I'm going on tangents today, but do you guys remember the '90s movie with Dan Aykroyd and Daniel Stern called Celtic Pride? I, I've Celt- never seen it, but I remember the name the, of it. They're Celtics fans who kidnaps Damon Wayans, who plays for the Utah Jazz. And it's just one of those movies that just like, I feel like just slipped away into the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll do an episode gonna... because we're going to do every single movie. Yeah. Day. It's, it's Dan Aykroyd and Daniel Stern. Dan- oh, wow. And they're Boston, they're Boston Celtics fans and they kidnap Damon Wayans who like plays for the Utah jazz. So that, Boston so, I'm Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. So, so they, they kidnap him so that he won't, they, so that the jazz won't beat the Celtics because he's a really good player. I was born in Dorchester. It's me, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> so we sound like a Dorchester. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, Oliver Stone wins Best Director Woody Allen nominated for Crimes and Misdemeanors Peter Weir for Dead Poet Society Jim Sheridan for My Left Foot But Kenneth Branagh was nominated in real life But we kicked him out for Tim Burton for Batman Oh, I love Kenneth Branagh Well, don't feel too bad Because he gets a Best Actor nomination this year as well Don't be okay. fucking greedy, Ken God damn it, Ken So uh, Best Actor do we want to discuss Chevy? Do we want to compare Chevy Chase's performance in this movie to the to winner, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis Lewis in my left book? No. <laughs> what a comparison, though. Wow. Uh, let's, let's, let's go ahead and play a game called Drop Chevy in Any Daniel Day-Lewis Role and see what happens. <laughs> okay, so Chevy Chase plays uh, Bill the Butcher in Gangs of New York. <laughs> he could do it. <laughs> but you know what would be great? To see Daniel Day-Lewis play Clark Griswold. Oh, yeah. oh, he'd be a great Clark. He'd he could do anything. 
Just did, switch roles. Yeah. Rick, I, see did, che- I see Chevy just wrapping herself in an American flag. <laughs> we put we put well, Daniel Lewis. A true American. <laughs> exactly. We put Chevy Chase. I'm sorry, Daniel Lewis in another role. Remember me and me and you did. It was like some insane role. We were laughing so hard about it. Don't I forget what, what it was, but me yeah, I either. remember that laughing. Some anybody listening, go back into our catalog and find out what that is and tell us on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So best supporting actor. Do we want to talk about uh our our Eddie. good friend Randy Quaid here? I mean, it's so good and quirky, but let's let's hear the list. Who got nominated so, that year? Denzel Washington wins for Glory. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna just stop there. <laughs> Dana yeah, seriously, do the right thing. Um, Marlon Brando in a dry white <laughs> season. Martin Landau in Crimes and Misdemeanors. Uh, actually, our good friend Dan Aykroyd was nominated for Driving Miss Daisy, but we booted them for Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Oh. Yeah, it's still weird to me that Nicholson wasn't nominated, but I, I, I guess I get it. Yeah, it's, there was so much comic book movie stigma at that point there's just like why would we ever nominate something like that meanwhile they're fucking you know and the nominees are yeah. denzel washington danny aiello uh, marlon brando martin landau and randy quaid <laughs> <laughs> for cousin for cousin eddie <laughs> the crowd gasps <laughs> like somebody drops a glass and you just hear it like smash on the ground someone's like <gasps> <laughs> Imagine he wins. They, he wins. They, you know, in the Oscars, they show like a they'll sh- like they'll show a scene like this is what this actor did this year in the movie. <laughs> the scene they show him, he's just talking about his daughter being kicked by a mule. No, <laughs> no it, it's like, definitely shitter's full. Yeah, Merry Christmas, shitter's full. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, so that uh. Well, okay, now, so Derek, what do you, okay, what do you, what are you eating with this? Man, so this is definitely a Christmas movie. Um, you know what's funny? Beside, they, they actually eat a turkey in this, right? That is a turkey that, that, she, that she cooks. Yes. Okay, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what I'd eat for this movie. It's kind of, I guess, just regular Christmas food, but Christmas um, cookies. Cook cookies? Yeah, that might be a thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess, uh, Regular Christmas food, maybe some like candy, some Christmas candy. They do maybe a gingerbread house because the, the the two moms make are making it at one okay. point. Me and G are actually we we actually what did I say? What? No, I was, what did I was I saying say? agreeing. I was I was agreeing with you. Oh, I thought I said the wrong thing. No, on no, shit. no. What, no. what did I just say? No, no, no. No, I was agreeing <laughs> with you. Gingerbread. That's me and yeah. yeah G and I bought one, and I guess she looked up online that like you're, that one, some woman on TikTok was like, make sure you buy them already built so you can just design it. And I was like, no, that's it. Takes all the fun out of it. I want to put the walls up. What am I, a fucking architect? No. So Pre-built. we're gonna. So we're gonna do this a little later, and we'll, we'll take a picture of it. <laughs> take a make it a make it a vacation themed. Uh... Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, I, I wish I could, but it, the the one that I bought there, they didn't have much left. I swear to God, this season, like this year, every like for Halloween, like by the time you went to actually get stuff, everything was gone. Same thing with Christmas. So I couldn't even get a gingerbread house. I have a gingerbread barn. Oh, that's right. So, we do have a gingerbread barn. A ginger yep. barn. Yep. But I guarantee you, it, it's not going to stand. <laughs> I have a strong feeling like I'm looking the, at the back of the directions and it's like, add some water and sugar to the, the tiny little pouch of frosting we gave you. And good luck. I'm like, what? <laughs> do you guys, do, let me ask you this, Rick. Do you think it's taboo to eat Chinese food on Christmas Eve? 
No, I, I, I think, um, I don't think it should be your, I mean, this is just my opinion. I don't think it should necessarily be your main Christmas meal. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to like have Chinese food on Christmas Eve and then have like a, a roast on Christmas day or something or Turkey, I guess I'm, I'm like, we talked about this. We, we've never eaten Turkey on Christmas. I but... think Chinese food is more of a new year's food. Yeah. 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 I'd say so too. You're, it's and it's only, it's only, it's only a, yes, it's only a week away. So what's the point? Yeah. Right. But my family, so many times. Yeah. My family used to have a big Christmas Eve party back in the day. And I think my mom would make like ravioli, meatball, sausages, like all that yeah. Italian stuff, and then have like a roast yeah. salad, antipasto, yeah. things like that. So, that, yeah, that's if, if you're going to have a, a your main Christmas meal on Christmas Day, I feel Chinese food or any takeout for that matter is acceptable Christmas Eve. But I think one year we got we got Stella's pizza. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Some some some, yeah. some years are different than others, you know? Yeah, I did. I think I've only I've only had. Chinese food once on Christmas Eve and it was like my grandmother was like in Florida that year so there was just like everyone's like what are we gonna do I don't know I was a fend for yourself here yeah because she was the one that was like all right we're gonna do that like here's the plan it's all running through me and then like she was in Florida and she couldn't get back up for some reason and like everyone was like uh, I don't know I guess Chinese food <laughs> So, I mean, that's, and, but, so that felt a little empty that year. Right. But yeah, I, I so mean, Chinese food isn't a win. But you know what? Ma- don't listen to me. Make your own tradition. If, if Chinese food is your thing, go for it. We're, we're, we're huge in that this year. I want to make new traditions every year. Like, I want to start celebrating Festivus on the 23rd. I mean, <laughs> if you start making new traditions, are they actually traditions? Well, they, they will be for me. Like, we're starting a new, well, you're right. So what's the word then? It, it can only be a tradition if it's like five years ahead. And like, we've been doing this for five years now. Yeah, now I mean, you, I mean, you can like plant the seeds for a tradition, I guess. We're going to start a new thing, and hopefully, in five years, it becomes a tradition. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. we're going we're to see how this goes. We're going to we're going to start. You're basically just doing things at this point. Like, yeah, not really yeah, a word you're for right. It. We're just doing things. <laughs> I just I feel like all the things that we used or what people used to think that you did before for Christmas. Like, do you remember when people were like, "Remember, we should go out and sing carols." Like, who the hell goes out and sings Christmas carols? I don't I know. Did a single once person. in my life, once really? in my entire life, it ended and you with actually me and went, my cut. It ended, yes, it ended with me and my cousins fighting because we all knew different songs and we couldn't <laughs> But you actually went like door to door, like knocked on people's doors and we just started singing. We didn't knock. We just kind of stood on the street and sang. Yeah. It was plant, dumb. Planted yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody wants that. And like, I love, like, as much as we all love Christmas songs, there's like five Christmas songs and then like 4,000 covers. I have one main Christmas song question. All right. And it's, it's bug me. The song it's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay. Mm -hmm. The lyric is there'll be scary ghost stories. (laughs) Well, maybe like a Christmas carol. That's the only thing you can think of, but like it says stories, plural. And Mm -hmm. I only know of one Christmas ghost story. And even then my preferred version is the Muppets. I honestly, I'm going to say this right now. I think the writer of that song was either Jewish or a Muslim and didn't even know what Christmas was. I don't think they they tell ghost stories on Christmas, right? Sounds <laughs> well, right. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Jesus is kind of a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> He's I mean, a holy he is. ghost. He's a whole. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but he is also not. He, but he is. And he's not. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> we're not trying to insult nobody in this. Yeah. We're just we're just talking facts here. Yeah. No, we're not. We don't it's speculation. It's all speculation. Spe- no, speculation on the no, nature no, 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 of no, the, the divine. It's the truth. I was there. That's where you come to the greatest movie of all time podcast for. Uh, <laughs> but now we come to the most important part of the show, and that is when Derek, we put thirty seconds on the clock for him, and he tells us why Christmas Vacation is the greatest movie of all time. Derek, are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. You sons of bitches. Yep, that's right. That's right. He's back. If you haven't seen this movie, what have you been doing all your life? What Christmas movies have you been watching? I feel like if you haven't seen Vacation, you also haven't seen Home Alone, which don't even get me started. Those are the two like pillars of Christmas. Don't tell me that like Elf was like your first Christmas movie because I don't want to hear how young you are. You're stupid. Watch the movie. I hate all of you, but please watch the show. So. Wow. Yeah. That was that was a lot of assumptions made. Listen, listen, that, Rick. I, I yeah. didn't tell nobody. I didn't tell nobody. Give us a drink. <laughs> <laughs> now go get your fucking shine box. <laughs> now go get your fucking Christmas vacation DVD. <laughs> <laughs> you mother. <laughs> Chevy Chase as Tommy DeVito and Goodfellas. Will it work? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's too tall. <laughs> he just towers over De Niro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, that has been our episode on Christmas Vacation. We've had uh, the pleasure again of having Gia on the show. Thank so you thank for you, having Gia. me. Thank you for picking this movie. Very of fun. Course. And uh, we have some real fun stuff coming up. We are closing out the year with what's going to be a very interesting episode, I feel like, and a very, an episode I can't wait to, to have, a movie I can't wait to have a discussion on. And that Oops. is going to be Forrest Gump. So look, look, you know what's funny? I, I know you're like you're kind of like half and half on this movie, or maybe. I feel like you don't like it as much as, as much other people. Our one of our guests, Lucas Lamont, hates this movie. This is I, for some reason throughout my whole life, I thought that everybody adored this movie, but I was wrong. So I'm excited to hear your take for sure. I think there's I think there's a certain group of people that that movie is made directly for. Right. And it's a well-made movie. It's a well-acted movie, but it's specifically for like these people. But we'll 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 talk about it. There's there's other ways you can look at it. So I'm I'm interested to have that. So that's our New Year's episode. So January. Here we go. I I am so excited about January. January is we decided to theme the month, and we landed on Civil War month. Yes. So. We're going, uh, first episode of the year is going to be Lincoln. Never saw it. Tried. Didn't, couldn't get past 10 minutes because I was falling asleep. Had nothing to do with the movie. I'm excited to watch it. We're going back to the, you know, future guest Steven Spielberg for Lincoln there. Then after that, we're going Gangs New York. I almost, I almost just splooshed in my pants. I mean, I I appreciate it if you did not. Okay. Same. Okay. Uh, then, uh, are we doing two Daniel D. Lewis's in a row? Yes, we are. That's We're having awesome. Two Day Lewises right in a row. The Day Lewis du- duology. Yep. Then we after that we're going Glory. Who we just talked about, Denzel yes. Washington being nominated for Best Sporting yep. Actor. So we're going back to the same year. And uh then we're talking about which one that's technically not a Civil War movie, but <laughs> uh you know what? It's fun and it definitely touches on some of the same themes, and that is of course Can I say it? Absolutely. 
Django, you uppity son of Django. a bitch. Django Unchained. We're going back to Quentin Tarantino. So can't wait for that one. Nice. Uh, it's going to be a real fun month of January. Yes. And, uh, yeah. I don't know why January made us think of Civil War, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm had... looking back on it now saying I remember the conversation we have and I don't remember why we came up with this. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to do war movies and then I was we landed on one and I was like, oh, it's coming out on January 6th. That happens to be the anniversary of last year's January 6th. And then from there, we were like, what if we did a Civil War month? Right. Weird, weird how our minds work, I guess. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be January. That's going to be really fun. I've been your co-host, Rick Barrasso. And I have been your co-host, the big vacation Boski, Rick. And we've Derek. Said, yep, yep. You continue. Yep. Rick. Yep. Smith, Smith, Koski. And I'm Gia. And we had Gia on the show, of course. (laughs) And by the way, if any of you uh, have been looking for a last minute gift uh, idea for me or for Derek or Gia, for anyone that you've seen on the show, um, I I do have an idea. And uh, I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over here on Melody Lane with all the other rich people i want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head and i want to look him straight in the eye and want to tell him what a cheap lying no good rotten four flushing low life snake licking dirt eating inbred overstuffed ignorant blood sucking dog kissing brainless dickless hopeless heartless fat ass bug-eyed stiff-legged spotty lipped worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is hallelujah holy shit where's the tylenol merry christmas